Hi, my name is Knoll, and welcome to the Geeks of the Valley podcast, which connects with some of the brightest minds globally who are leading their respective industries today to discuss the hottest upcoming industry trends and how their work is affecting the global economy. This morning from Beijing, China, we have a very special guest, ex Schwartzman scholar, ex co-founder of Money University, and current strategy manager at ByteDance, which is the world's most valued unicorn as of today. Please welcome Jonathan Lopez, aka Luo Jirchong. Jonathan, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, Kunal. It is my pleasure to be invited to the to the podcast. Thank you so much. And how are things over there in Beijing uh, in light of uh, COVID nineteen? Things are getting way much better. Like I would say, are almost back to normal in as seventy five, eighty percent. The only thing that you need to to have uh, present all the time is that you need to wear a mask in public spaces and get your temperature checked every time you enter a supermarket, restaurant, or any other public space. Other than that, once you are inside a restaurant, then you're you're actually free to take your mask off and then just live your life as as usual. So it's pretty chill these days. I'm very happy to hear that,、uh, Jonathan. And I hear、uh, China is recovering very pretty well from the coronavirus. Indeed, indeed. I think the the strong regulations that they applied and、uh, the let's say the the whole system allows you to. To to track movements in a way that you you prevent、uh, further expansion. So I guess this is something that has to be、uh, recognized to the government and, and is paying off. Like、uh, everybody here、um, has taken the measures, has has followed the recommendations, and and now we are in a way、um, seeing the results, which are very positive. That is very good to hear.、Um, to kind of jump into our first question today, Jonathan. Uh, tell us about yourself and how it kind of led you into being in Beijing, China today. Well, that's that's a that's a long story, but let let me let me summarize it、uh, this way. I was born in Medellin, Colombia, which is a city that you probably know by watching Narcos on Netflix. So it's a city where we we had a tremendous、uh, like a period, very very violent due to the war on drugs. And, and it's a city that、um, you know a few a number of years ago was was not that well known. Now Medellin has transformed itself from from being the most violent city in the world in the 1980s to being like in 2012 it got it got the prize of being the most innovative city in the world. So it has really transformed its society and is a one of the biggest hubs for entrepreneurship in Latin America. All together with、uh, Buenos Aires in Argentina and Santiago in Chile, so that's where I grew up. I, I lived there until I was 18 years old. Never ever went out of Colombia up until that point. And then I had the opportunity to travel to Montreal, Canada, where my father was,、uh, to go live with him and study in Canada. So I took the chance. I didn't know much about Canada. I just went. And、uh, that's where everything kind of like opened up. The, the whole world opened up and started like changing for me.、It、was a big, big, big change, game changer.、Um, at、uh, in Canada, well, I, I was able to to learn some French, get better at English,、uh, do my my university. I went to McGill University to study international development, political science, and social entrepreneurship. And、um, 
all I always knew I wanted to do was business, international business, and I was fascinated with the world, although I never traveled anywhere before I was 18 years old. Um, but at McGill, let's say that it was um, also a, a big platform, like it catapulted me to, to different other opportunities. And one of these opportunities I had is to do an internship at the United Nations in Ecuador, working with refugees. That was amazing and I was able to travel in Latin America. Then I was able to study during my first semester abroad at the, at the university, Leiden University College in The Hague in the Netherlands. I also traveled in Europe. And then I went to study at the University of Melbourne in Australia, traveling in Asia, coming to China for the first time. So I came to Shanghai. Um, my girlfriend at the time was in Shanghai, so that was actually the reason why I came. But then I was so fascinated by, by what I saw. I was having this idea that China was an underdeveloped country that was poor and um, that there wasn't much going on here that was polluted and all these preconceptions that we have of, of places that we never been to. But when I was in Shanghai, I saw, you know, like skyscraper. I saw I saw Ferraris in, outside clubs and, and I saw so much going on. The infrastructure was amazing. The, the, the whole technological scenes was, was just like mind-blowing. So I said, okay, this is a place I, I need to better understand if I want to do business in the future and if I want to go into diplomacy or politics later on in my life. So back at that point, I knew I was going to apply for this scholarship called Schwarzman Scholars, which is a one-year master's degree to do a global affairs um, you know, studies at Tsinghua University, which is China's top university. I knew about this scholarship back in 2015 and I just fell in love. I knew that was exactly what I wanted to do and uh, that wasn't any other plan after my university uh, at McGill University in Canada. So I knew it back in 2015. I, I was getting ready for the application process, getting on different, uh, you know, like experiences and, and, and projects such as Moniversity, which you mentioned at the introduction. And, and that allowed me to, to apply and uh, be get lucky because uh, more than 4,000 people apply for this scholarship and only 135 get chosen. So I was really lucky in that sense. And uh, that allowed me to, to finally come to Beijing after my studies. Um, and it, was, it has been one of the most amazing experiences I ever had. And um, I was so fascinated with it that I, I thought only one year in China for this master's degree wasn't enough. So I decided to, to stay longer, to look for jobs, to, to spend more time and actually secure something here. And that's when the, the opportunity at Pydance, which is the, 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 more, the world most valued unicorn and the, the, the creator or the owner of the application TikTok, which is like the most downloaded app ever anywhere. So, so it's, it's really a, a great opportunity for me. And I was very lucky to, to to land at this kind of like opportunity here in, in Beijing, China. And uh, it's been going well so far. I'm, I'm very excited to be here. And I feel this is a, a long journey that uh, is just starting. I'm very happy to hear this, Jonathan. Uh, you seem uh, like quite the world traveler and uh, the Schwartzman experience seems like quite a unique one. To, in regards to it is yeah, uh, I've heard a lot about it um, and in regards to the Schwartzman scholars you've now recently graduated this program uh, what are your aspirations in the future future with this what, what are your plans uh, down the line 
Yes, I when I, before Schwarzman, I I probably wanted to to travel the world to to do business internationally, but China wasn't that strong on my picture on my on my plans. Coming to Schwarzman and having the ability to first you live with uh, another 135 global leaders. And those are students uh, that are from everywhere in the world and they have also big aspirations in different industries. So for me, that was quite powerful. I came to the program thinking that I was going to build a, a you know, like a huge network and, and that these people were going to, to be uh, in a way useful in my career. But what really happens is that you, you actually get a family. You, you develop this like more than a friendship, this like family sense. And, and whenever I see any of my classmates, I, I just gonna go and hug them because it's, it's really how you feel. So that's the most, the most uh, let's say, transformational aspect of the, of the scholarship, that you really get to connect at a very personal level with almost all of your scholars. So that's very, very, very powerful. But the other one is the, having the exposure to leaders of different industries in China. And um, when, I, when I was graduating, I, I, let's say I have opportunities to, to go back to Canada, work for companies like McKinsey, or go to any other places. But I said, mm, it's, it's not the right time yet, because China is a place that needs to be better understood. And I don't feel this is the case right now. You will see different tensions in the media every single day. And now with the current situation with COVID-19, we see even more division and more, let's say, nations pointing fingers at each other instead of like building more, more bridges and building more consensus and understanding. And this is exactly what the missions for Schwarzman scholars is. And that's what I decided to, to stay in China. And uh, I also got lucky in a way to, to be working at, at the world most value unicorn and one of the top uh, four um, internet companies in China, which is it's a very dynamic and exciting place to be right now. So Trustmascon has really changed a little bit the, the direction of my, my life uh, in a way that uh, put China way more on my map. And, and now it's like the, the way I, I will focus my career is to, to do business and, and investments between, let's say, Latin America and other places around the world with China. So I wanna be really, you know, continue building my career here. And that's how Schwarzman has provided me that platform to, to have access to, to this big country that is gonna continue to, to be highly influential, highly important for anything and any, any, like any single thing that we engage in the world, China is always going to be a big player in it. So rather than, let's say, going against it, we, we gotta really make efforts to better understand it and work with China. And this is why I'm here. Truly well said, uh, Jonathan. And this kind of dives into this next question of um, you being a fantastic content writer. Uh, recently with some of the articles you've been putting out there, there was a very interesting one that uh, caught the eye of a lot of people in regards to COVID-19. And uh, it was called 100 Days of Solitude, 10 Lessons from Quarantining in Beijing. A uh, very interesting article and post with some insightful thoughts. Uh, can you expand on some of the most important points and how you came to kind of realize uh, these thoughts and what was going through your Absolutely. head uh, during this process? Absolutely. So let me let me give you more background before we jump into into the lessons. And 
when I came back to China to start my job at ByteDance, it was mid-January, just a week before Chinese New Year and basically the, a week before the whole outbreak of COVID-19. So I really came unprepared and I had no idea about what was going on in China. I, not, not the most single remote, uh, you know, like idea that something like this was going to happen. So it was really a unique period of time with a lot of uncertainty and really made me reconsider many plans, even to the point of questioning whether I should stay in China, whether what it was safe to stay. When you had your family back in Colombia, back in Canada, telling you, almost begging you, like, get out of China now while you can. Otherwise, you're going to be trapped there and you don't know how the situation is going to evolve. Um, so after, you know, a lot of reflection, I decided to stay just because I, I thought, I wouldn't, I wasn't in a good position to put my career on hold. I came to work and I was so committed to take on this experience and opportunity that leaving everything aside just because of fear wasn't a choice for me. So I, I decided to follow through my idea, my plans. And at this moment, I am feeling pretty good with myself, with my decision. It's been already almost three months, a little bit over three months working at ByteDance, which has been a tremendous, um, you know, learning experience for me. And uh, the situation in China feels way better than outside in other places in the world. So I think uh, it was a good call to stay. But I, I, I'm not going to say it was the easiest period. Definitely filled with a lot of uncertainty and, um, you know, like that feeling of not knowing what's going to happen with you, your, your future, and whether you're making a mistake or not. So I actually spent near a hundred days just staying at home, self like quarantining. There wasn't ever a mandatory quarantine in Beijing, and I want to be clear about that, but I just chose to stay at home as much as possible. And this is the time that I still continue to work from home, which has been a tremendous opportunity to to actually try out how it is to, to work remotely. And luckily at ByteDance, we have tools such as Lark and you can try it out. You can, I highly recommend it. It's like game changer for people that wanna work remotely. You can try it out at www.larksuite.com. And uh, that product has allowed everyone to just work from, from, from everywhere they find themselves and, and it has facilitated many things. So I was lucky in a way to be working from home. Uh, but at the same time, you, when you spend 100 days at home without actually leaving home except to go to the supermarket, buy a few things and then come back in, then you really have to question your habits, your mentality, and the way you actually operate every single day because it's just becoming very, very monotonous and you gotta pay attention to the most single details so you don't fall into, let's say, depression or you don't uh, start like uh, falling into bad habits of, I don't know, maybe watching TV all day, watching Netflix all day. So I really wanted to, to use this time to, to grow, to reflect, to use this opportunity because at the end of the day, when, when you think about COVID, it really provides a unique opportunity for people to stop and reflect on many areas of their lives. We, we don't like change, and this is clear for everyone. We, we just like the things to stay the way they are, right? But when, when we have, we're forced to stop, uh, the way COVID-19 has forced many of us to, to stop and maybe even change uh, many plans that we had, it really makes you question the way you have been 
um, approaching life. So for me, I really, I really use this period for, for reflection. And I'm just gonna go on to tell you the 10 lessons uh, very quickly so you have an idea of them. And you can, you can go in, in more detail by reading the article, but the lessons are, one, don't take your life or anything else for granted. Two, make constant pauses to reflect on your life. Three, build yourself up and take better self-care. Four, learn how to love and value solitude and social distance. Five, visualize your life, plan your day. Six, invest time and resources in your constant growth and environment. Seven, prioritize yourself and respect your own time. Eight, select the people and the things you let into your life. Nine, share your experiences, lessons and plans. And 10, we are all interconnected and it is impossible to detach from the whole. So those lessons are, are really, it, they just come from doing a lot of reflection, a lot of uh, journaling, a lot of uh, questioning my own actions, the way I usually do things, my what is usually in my mind. And that has really led to a period for, for growth and for better habits. So this article was was something that I, that I just wanted to, to document and in a way this period was so unique that I wanted to, to keep track of what I was going through. And I actually on my on my social media account on particularly Instagram, I was also posting how I, I would live every day. I started on day 46 and I ended with uh, day 100. And I was going to, I was showcasing uh, people how I live, how I go through, through my day, how I do groceries and because people needed to understand that here wasn't what they were imagining. China wasn't a, a ghost city where the you know COVID-19 was like killing millions on the streets as they as they imagined it was going to be. So I really took it on my own, on my mission to, to show people and especially ease my family and say, hey, I'm okay. I'm in China, but here is how I live. Everything is fine. I just need to take the precautions. Other than that, everything is okay. And that was really a good uh, exercise to, to connect with people, to let them know more about what I'm going through in China and also to share a little bit of the lessons. So this article really comes from, from a, a, a period of time that was so unique for me, so transformational and, and allowed me to grow so much as a person that I just wanted to share a few of the lessons that I, that I learned during this time. Uh, wow, um, Jonathan. That, uh... That is quite something. I think the one thing that really resonates with me is this aspect that you wrote this article, but based off uh, people being able to visually uh, work with you on Instagram and work through this process. Uh, Jonathan, out of the you know out of all these lessons, what was your most favorite one out of these ten lessons? Which one did you truly resonate? I think the, 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 the most powerful one is really understanding that nothing is for granted. Like our lives can be taken away any minute by a virus, by an accident, by anything. Really anything can happen to you anytime. And also understanding that 
the people you take for granted, like they can also be gone any minute. So really, when when you when you become more aware of this, you really start to live at a different pace. You start to pay more attention to your relationships, the way you invest your time, the way you you actually share invaluable moments with your loved ones, and that could be your family, your friends. It, it's really making you more aware of how things can change so quickly. Just an, as an example, I was spending Christmas with my family in Colombia during uh, December and part of January, just before I came to China. And at that point, I had the, the ability to travel anywhere in the world, basically anytime. Just when I came back and then COVID happened and then China closed borders, and then this whole situation around the world, you can no longer have the luxury to, to travel to places, to, to, you know, to do the things that you usually do, just to go visit your family and friends in places. It's just like not allowed because of the lockdown. So really things can change so quickly that I wanted to make sure that once things get back to normal, I wouldn't miss another minute doing something that I don't want to do spending my times in my time in things that doesn't really make me grow or spending time with um, you know worrying too much or fearing things or like even spending you know my precious hours uh, around around people or around you know environments that I don't feel good about so so really making sure that I would maximize every minute from now on and that for me was really transformational because we really think we will live forever. We go through life thinking that we we don't need to actually develop good routines. We don't need to take care of our of our health or we need we don't need to have a healthy diet. Uh, we don't we, we it's okay to sleep a few hours a day or just to go uh, you know party every weekend and and, and get drunk and and go bed uh, I don't know at 5 a.m. and we think that's okay because we're young, but you know, like we cannot take anything for granted. So really, for me, was uh, it's a the, the the biggest lesson is that, and, and how I need to be taking better care of myself, and how I need to maximize my time. And one of the things I want to do once things go back to normal is really to travel more, to to explore more places, to to worry less about, let's say, your career or your your you know, like all these things that we worry about, your status or like different things. Just like go to the to the basics, and and at the end of the day, when 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 you when you leave this world, because everyone is gonna is gonna do it at some point by by some reason. At the end of the day, I wanna be able to say to look back and say, ah, I really enjoy it. That was a fantastic life, well lived. I enjoyed it with my family. I traveled so much. I I didn't need, you know, like millions to to feel millionaire, and that's a profound. Uh, lesson that I learned and something that I would like to continue pursuing uh, in the near future once things get back to normal because they, they will get back to normal which is a matter of being patient but the most transformational lessons is that we cannot take anything for granted and we gotta maximize and live life in our own terms so having our own definition of what it is to be successful what it is to be happy how you can maximize everything is really transformational and then just living every minute as if it was the only one because you really we never know when it's going to be the last one truly well said it really puts life into perspective exactly 
to wrap up the call with one last question here, Jonathan. What is the piece of advice you would give to people out there in the journey you have had thus far in life? Right. Um, I would I would break it down into two parts because I would say one of the most valuable lessons for people during COVID nineteen times is to really remain positive and do not despair, do not fall into the traps of fear and you know like untrust and misunderstanding other people and cultures. This is a time where really when, when you see in social media and in the news is is how they're nurtured. A, a, a kind of sentiment against people or they point fingers at each other and uh, they try to create more division than what it is right now in the world. So my, my advice is just remain positive. This is just another period of time where we have a crisis due to a virus. It's not the first time and it's probably not going to be the, the last one. Uh, so it's just like make the most out of the time. Just be positive, be in a way grateful for it and, and try to maximize this opportunity. Because as we say in Chinese, there is a word in Chinese that is called Weiji. Weiji means crisis. And at the same time, it means opportunity. So every crisis has its own opportunity and its own uniqueness for you to transform and do things differently. So really maximize the time because we don't know when you're actually gonna have the, the, the opportunity uh, to, to be working from home or to spend more time with your family. So instead of complaining about it, just like maximize it because then really once things get back to normal, then it's just gonna be your routine all over again. So that's for COVID. But when it comes to a major lesson in life, and, and this is my most important lesson that I learned from my life is really to be grateful. There are so many things that we should be grateful for. And um, the more grateful you are, the more better things start coming your way. And I, I feel gratefulness has a lot to do with happiness. And I created this kind of formula in my mind, which is happiness equals gratefulness plus acceptance. How many people go through life just complaining or regretting or looking backwards and, and just not accepting whatever happened to them. Just, they just live in the past and they just get caught in, oh, why did it happen to me? Oh no, I am so good, I don't deserve this. Oh God, what are you doing to me? What did I do to deserve this? And, and they just like don't move forward in their lives because they, 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 they just get stuck in, in regretting things that happened or didn't happen for them. But really anything and everything in life is designed to make you learn something. So when we see life as an experience and as a learning process, we really start to, to continuously grow and, and improve ourselves. So my best lesson and the way I, I live my life is really, no matter what it is, no matter if I, if I label or people or society labels something as positive or negative, for me, Everything is an experience and I am ever grateful for it. I accept whatever happens in my life and I, and I just say thank you for it because it teaches you and you, you got to look at everything that happens and reflect on it. Learn if it was a mistake, if it was a failure. Failure is just another step into the way to success. So just analyze it, learn your lesson and, and be able to, to grow as a person, as a professional and then you will be able to get to, to a better place later on in the future. So really, 
my lesson is be grateful for everything. We, we have so many reasons to be grateful every single day. Just continue to exercise the gratefulness kind of muscle because that's going to make you a happier person. That's going to help you enjoy your life even, even more. And that's going to help you realize that there are so many things out there for, for us to, to really smile and contemplate. And instead of just like focusing on the bad things and, 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 the, and whatever is going on in the world. And something too is that whatever happens outside, we have no control of. Whatever happens within us, we have full control and 100% responsibility for whatever is within us. So really focus on the way you're thinking, the way you are feeling, the way you, you, you really go about, about life. And um, I guess this is the, 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 the single most important piece of advice. Just be grateful, just focus on yourself and have control of your own life just by, by, by controlling how you feel and how you approach anything that happens within, within you and in your life. So that's, that's the final one. Very well said, Jonathan. Um, and thank you for that insight. My pleasure. My pleasure. The last thing uh, we had is for the listeners out there who want to contact you or touch base with you uh, after potentially listening to this podcast, what would be the best point of contact Absolutely. We, I would suggest a couple of ways. One is Instagram. Uh, you can you can go check my account at, at jonathanlopez.ca. Um, and the other one is LinkedIn, uh, and which is a platform where I'm posting my articles and uh, all these other insights and, and information. So my LinkedIn is, is the same. Uh, LinkedIn-jonathanlopez.ca. Okay. Thank you, Jonathan. And thank you so much for joining us on Geeks of the Valley. It is my pleasure, Kunal. Thank you for the invitation. And it has been a great opportunity to to share insights and, and participate in this amazing podcast. So thank you once again.